Hey, 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 welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. On this episode, I'm so super fired up, like literally, guys, I'm always fired up, right? So I'm so fired up and I've got my brother, my friend, someone I've got very massive respect for because he's doing so much amazing thing. This individual basically went from 30 pounds to building a 3 million pound property portfolio and growing. And he's also another journey of the ordinary transitioning to becoming extraordinary. And I always say this, anyone has what it takes to make that transition. So without further ado, guys, I want to welcome my brother, my friend, Mr. Jazz Rose. How you doing, my brother? Hey, my bro. I'm very, very well. Thank you, man. Really, really good. Fantastic. It's good to have you here. I know you're busy, you know, busy man doing some big, big things. It's great to have you here, bro. So tell me right now, if there was to be one word to literally say or describe who Jazz Ross is, what would that one word be? Visionary. Visionary. I love that. <laughs> You've got to be a visionary. You've got to be a visionary to do it. So, Jazz, come on. Let's talk about you a little bit. What was the journey with you? I mean, how did you become a millionaire? Well, where do you want me to start? <laughs> I want you to break it down, even from the age of 18, 19 to whatever age you are now, man. Come on, let's break it on. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. So I started out, I grew up in a rough area of London, Harleston, right? You know, through that journey, I started to become like very, very passionate about sports and football and stuff like that. And I thought football was going to be my only way out. And that was going to be my only way to be wealthy, to be financially successful and all those other things. And I realized that that wasn't necessarily going to work out for me when I was about 17. And then I started to really find my calling, which was to coach children's sport. So yeah. I was able to do that and I was able to deliver that. But what I found was that I can actually do this much better than many other people out there. And I was educating them through sport and I was teaching them the educational stuff behind it and all of that sort of stuff. Essentially, I took that business and I scaled it from 30 pounds to 3 million. And the way that I did that was simply by documenting the process and duplicating my workload. So then I was able to bring other people in who was able to help me along that journey and really start to grow that business. And we grew that to like 150 staff at one point. Yeah. And we we're educating up to 50,000 children every week. And then I realized that when I was about 21, I realized that I wanted to build something that was passive. Because I knew that I didn't want to be doing the same thing for 20, 30, 40 years like our elders did often, right? So then I was like, I need to build something. And when I bought my first house when I was 23, I was like, okay, cool. This works because the first thing that I did was I had a three-bedroom house and I rented out two of the rooms. I had the first reception room of my bedroom, two bedrooms upstairs, rented them out and used the third sort of small bedroom as my office. Yes. So mortgage was around a thousand pounds a month and two people paying me 500 pounds a month pretty much covered the mortgage. So I was able to save a lot of money and then re and then I realized this is working. If I can do this here in my current house, then surely I can do it somewhere else and then rent another prop and buy another property and rent it out. And then I bought my first HMO property in High Wycombe a couple of years later. And I just, just realized that, Hey, this property is paying me a thousand pounds a month passive income. Why can't I just continue to do this? And yeah. essentially over like a 10-year period, I just can't continue to rinse and repeat that process. And that's how I built up a 3.8 million pound property portfolio that pays for my lifestyle. No way, no way. So <laughs> it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like we only used to hear this in the book, right? We only used to hear this probably, you know, 
when you watch maybe some some programs on TV and you hear people talk about, you know, becoming property millionaires, you know, and having this passive income, you know, come through. Well, yeah. you only thought it was for, like, the people that were far out there, like the tycoons on Dragon's Den and people like that, you know. Absolutely. But now yeah. it's becoming <laughs> a more normal, organic conversation in our community, and it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, tell me, like, you you went out there, you you gone and done it, right? You went out, you you basically saw the opportunity in a £1,000 income that could be multiplied. You mm-hmm. went out there and looked at a property in High Wycombe. It's like, how can I do multiple of this? A lot of people often never think that way. Mm-hmm. There must be a mindset that actually allowed you to basically wanted to scale that process. There must be a mindset that absolutely, you know, gave you that burning fire, mm-hmm. you know, into using property as the vehicle. So in, if you was to really explain what was that what was that desire what was that mindset that gave you the desire to say okay i can multiply this i can duplicate this because not let's 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 be honest about it not a lot of people think about multiplication mm. and it's only maths <laughs> it's only maths and numbers you know but it's something you're quite good at so let's dig deeper so what was what made you really wanted to use property as that true vehicle to build in a 3.8 million you know empire I suppose, firstly, because property was the only vehicles that I knew of. It was the only one that I had sort of read about, I learned about, and I kind of like heard on the grapevine that this is uh, possible to grow an income through property. And also, it was something that my mum used to do. Like, my mum had a garage at the back of the house, still has it. Like, I lived on a long road. Everyone had garages, but no one did anything with their garage. Like, nobody keeps the car in the back of the garage, right? It's just yeah, like... Yeah very old school thing to do. And if, unless you were like 80 years old plus, you just didn't do it. But what my mum decided to do was she was quite smart. She rented out the garage to a mechanic. So this process of renting out space in your home was something that I was used to. And when I was really young, she used to rent out one of the smallest bedrooms upstairs to a, a lodger who was called Huey. Now, Huey was just a fun, loving guy that we used to see. <laughs> like, he used to work two jobs. So you hardly ever used to see him. But when you see him, it was like, hey, what's up? And he would talk about his journey with Leeds Football Club or whatever. It would make you laugh and then you would never see him again. And so that was kind of ingrained in my mentality from quite young is that, hey, like you don't want to just have one stream of income. It's a bad idea. And my mum was just one of those people who worked super hard and didn't necessarily have a high income, but she always had multiple different little things going on. She was selling clothes and she was babysitting other people's children and she was renting out the garage and she was doing this and doing that. And she had her main job and stuff like that. So it was always thinking about, okay, there's different ways to make money to make sure that we're making ends meet. And I always knew that we can take that one step further to not only just make ends meet, but how do we expand this? How do we grow multiple streams of income that are actually providing passive income for us that's actually able to pay for our lifestyle? And I knew that, I suppose, the biggest driver for me was never wanting to go broke. It's such a big, big, big thing, never wanting to grow broke, especially when you've actually tested some level of comfort before. Mm. And again, talking about that multiple you know, streams of income. Now, for me, multiple streams of income is, some, is something that everyone should be thinking about, but don't use too many different vehicles. To, to gain that multiple stream, especially when you're getting started. So for your mom, she gave one amount to a lodger. She uh, basically, you know, rented out the garage to a mechanic down the road. All right. And then you basically started to see what is achievable through one particular asset, which is the property. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, 
I will obviously want to say here, your childhood had a massive impact on whoever you've become today. Whatsoever you've become today, your mother, you, what you saw her do, you know, made a serious impact. Again, one thing that we've always known that with brick and mortar, you never go wrong, right? Because regardless of the situation, the property cycle is 10 to 20 years, right? 10 to 20 years, no matter what, it will go up in value. As long as you can keep on to it, you can hold on to it. And if you can even own multiple of them, the more the merrier, right? They say. <laughs> the more the merrier, right? So, and you obviously basically took that from your mom's house to now build an empire today that is worth so much more. There must have been a lot of challenges in this journey. Obviously, it wasn't that straightforward. There was maybe days, days where, you know, things almost fell apart. Days where, you know, a sale almost, you know, you know, um, f- fell through, you yeah. know, times where you needed a deposit, you couldn't find the money. You know, times where, you know, a, a guy came to re- do the refurbishment, it wasn't happening. So let's kind of dip into that. How did you manage to use that to still, again, continue to grow through to not being the person that you are? Yeah, I mean, challenges are just part of the game. It, they're, and they just always come. You just always got to expect challenges. But it's not about the challenges that you have. It's how you deal with those challenges. So one of the biggest challenges that I had was when I had the property in Wickham, I thought I was smart and I thought I was just going to self-manage it and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> because I was a busy CEO. I didn't have the time to self-manage and I didn't have the skills, I didn't have the expertise. So then I had four different people in the property. I had some some young guys smoking weed in there and like growing a ganja farm in the bedroom. Other tenants were complaining. Then other people weren't paying rent and all this sort of stuff. And I said, I'm cutting this crap out of my life. So then I decided to get a, get a property manager who now manages the property and make sure we've got A, we've got the right tenants in there and B, that they're paying continuously on the rent and looking after the property accordingly. So that's one of the big lessons that I learned that, hey, like if you're busy, just get someone to manage it that knows the process and that can do it really well. Now I'm in a position where I have time to manage to self-manage and I have much more expertise than I had back then. But I'm still thinking, okay, cool. I don't necessarily want to get the call. So let me just like leave it with the agent, leave it with the expert who can actually deal with it in an efficient and effective way for us. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've done so many multiple projects in the last two years, especially I saw actively throughout the pandemic. I've done so many multiple projects. And one thing I learned from my mentors way back when I was also, you know, when I was about to start buying properties and refurbishing them and refinancing them, one thing I learned from my mentor says, be the investor, not the builder. Mm, Yeah, be the investor and not the builder. Be Mm. the investor and not the actual property manager. Mm. For me, I started from the grassroots up. So basically, I managed properties. I was a property manager. So, you know, because I started with a property strategy called Rent to Rent, renting people's property and to rent it out again. And that's what I I did. You know, rent those properties with the landlord's permission. I sublatted that property. So I was a property manager. So when I started, I was a cleaner. I was the carpenter guy, I was the, I was the handyman, you name it, I was everything. Because for me, transitioning from the life of being a taxi driver, at that time, I was desperate to do anything. So being able to manage a property, because I, I didn't even have the money to buy, was a big deal for me. I didn't, I didn't have the money to buy. So yeah. you're very, very, very right. Like, you didn't want any of the headache. You didn't want any of the dramas, especially, you know, someone growing weed in your house because you're busy trying to grow another business. You're busy trying to generate more income. So you were being property smart, Mm. all right, because of how you got started, because you got started in buying. 
Yeah. Like for myself, I got started as a property manager and I progressed to ownership. Yeah. You know? So I think that's really I think that's really important, bro, because it's always important to think about how can you start small and scale up? Because you yeah, started yeah. with rent to rent, you started doing all the cleaning jobs, you started by doing all the jobs. There's nothing wrong with that. The yeah, only thing yeah. is just don't stay there. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't, just don't stay there. No matter what you do, don't stay there. It's very, very important, you know, to always have that mindset to grow, isn't it? If you're not growing, you know, there's something I say all the time. If you're not growing, you're literally dying. You know, if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not adding something to yourself every single day, that's why I love the book called The One Thing. If you're not progressing by one thing a day, then you're literally, there's no purpose of existence, you know? So, so let's quickly rewind a little bit. Now, you got the property, you build a three million plus pound portfolio. And obviously you do a lot, you know, in, you know, sharing a lot of information around wealth, around building generational wealth, around people getting out of debt, around people even becoming financial smart. Now, this is something that isn't always often discussed like a conversation. When it comes to money, when you're talking about money, when it's like someone once said to me, oh, Daniel, stop bragging about your property portfolio. I said, I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing what I've achieved because I never thought I would achieve it. And now that I've achieved the level of you know, um, success that I have in London, which I'm so blessed and pleased about, I would shout about it because I was a taxi driver who became something. Mm. You know, English wasn't my first language, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> for you, for you right now, what would you say, you know, to anyone listening right now would be, you know, my story, your story. How can people literally think about creating generational wealth from even little humble beginning, just like yourself from 30 pounds to three point something million? How can people make those transitions? Start by managing what you've got, because when you're able to manage what you've got, you open the capacity for what you can get. What do I mean by that? So, if you're able to really start to look at your income, you start to look at your expenses, you're able to look at it in a different way about how you can use what you have in order to leverage, then you can just start to save more money, invest more money. And by investing your money, you can start to make your money multiply. You can start to make your money work for you. So if you look at, so I was speaking to somebody, I was mentoring somebody earlier, and she said she got a free bedroom house that she rents out. And she told me that the income from the property is like 900. When I did the maths in my head, I was like, that doesn't sound right. It should be about 1200 in that area. I said, what's happening there? She said, well, I've got, I've got stuff sitting in the third bedroom. So I don't have, um, so essentially I've reduced the rent. And I said, well, how much would it cost you to get that stuff out of the bedroom and put it in storage? She's like, oh, actually I can just put it in my mum's house and put it in the loft. I was like, well, do that. And you've already got another 300 pounds. You can use that 300 pounds then to go and invest. You see, there's money sitting all around us, all around our homes. We've got old things that we don't use. We've got, uh, we buy excess stuff that we don't necessarily utilize. So you've got to look at what you've got, pull out the money to reinvest and then start to put the money to be able to invest in a property portfolio, to be able to invest in the stock market, to be able to invest somewhere so that your money can start working for you. Most people go to work for 40 years and they're, they're working, working, working for money, but their money is never working for them. 100%, 100%. Now you talked about, uh, you know, multiply. 
Mm. You talked about multiply. You talked about being smart and a lot of people are sitting down on, you know, just imagine this lady, you know, and for example, she's got 300 pounds slipping on there, mm. but she's not thinking. This is something that is almost, you know, very, very often. Like I'll give an example for myself, right? Having learned property, having been mentored by so many others, bless all my mentors who have actually helped me become, you know, you know, a property millionaire that I am too. You know, the first property I bought was in 2006 with my wife and I mean, just me and my wife. Then we had two kids. My first is now 14. My, my second is 11. So haven't done property management for so, for so long. I went home one day and I said, this house myself and my wife is living in is going to become an investment. I don't care where we're going to live tomorrow, but it's going to become an investment. And obviously went through that battle conversation, hard, very hard conversation with my wife. And eventually we converted that house into a six bedroom HMO, luxury finished that now generates just under five and a half grand, you know, every single month in 2022. Mm. Now, from there, I went into basically um, purchasing our second property and third property. And today I'm renting property. I'm a tenant, mm. but I own multiple properties. Mm. Now, that is me looking inwards, right? I'm looking inwards. I'm not looking outward. So for you, how would you say to people who can start actually thinking inwards? Like you said, people are wasting money. People are buying what they don't need. What would be your you know, most optimist advice and words for, for those who are listening right now. Looking inward is so powerful. You know, so many people think, oh, well, um, I'm here in this house, but I don't want to move or I don't want to do this or I don't want to change uh, the angle. I don't want to change my business. I don't want to change my career. Well, change is essential for growth. If you don't change, you don't grow, you know, so you've got to start to look at all of the things that you've got in your life that you're underutilizing. For you, it could have been a property, that a lot of people, they, they own their property and like, yeah, but I would never rent it out because it's my house. Okay, well, you're going to stay in a similar or same position. I'm not saying everybody needs to necessarily get up and move house, but what you have to do is you have to get up and start to move things around so that you can start making your money work for you. You already have money all around. You have, <laughs> you know, you have excess cash all around you, whether it's in your car, whether it's in your property, whether it's in the garage at the back of your garden, whether it's, in, whether it's just stored in your mind of the business skills and knowledge that you're underutilizing right now. So once you start to tap into that and you start to look for the gems that you already have available, then you're able to start like start accelerating your path to building wealth. And by the way, once you do that once or twice, you realize that, hey, this stuff can be repeatable. And then you start to repeat the process. Once you repeated it five or six times, boom, you've got five or six properties now paying you thousands of pounds a month. You don't even need to have to work again. This wealth building stuff now has never been easier. It's really never been 100%. I can't agree less. It's so, so easier. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you, know, think, you know, people will say, yeah, but, you know, my, my parents didn't teach them. Our parents didn't have access to this sort of information. Our parents didn't have access to people that have been there, done it, and shown, and shown you how to do it. Our parents didn't necessarily have the same, the, the same upbringing that we have and the same resources that we have. We have technology now. We can, we, we can literally go on our phone and order something and it comes to our house tomorrow. Like the resources that we have is ridiculous. So for us not to be in the process of building wealth, it's, it, it's asinine. Because here's the thing. It's like, if you don't come from a wealthy family, make sure a wealthy family comes from you. 100%. 
You know? 100%, 100%. So what would you say are your core principles, you know, you know, that made you who you become? Uh, some of the core values, well, I have like five core values, right? Family, fitness, finance, fun, and focus. So everything that I do, Daniel, revolves around those five things. Like if it's not something to do with family, if it's not something to do with finance, and by finance, I mean business, entrepreneurship, and what have you. If it's not something to do with having fun and enjoying, and if it's not something to do with my health and my fitness, then I'm not interested. You know, and each of those things, you might think, oh, well, that's a lot of things to think about. What happens is I'm able to focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So if I'm focused on family, I'm focused on family. I'm not trying to build a business while I'm with my kids and all of that sort of stuff. I'm not trying to necessarily, if I'm focused here in this conversation, I'm not also trying to uh, do family stuff at the same time, right? And yes, there is like slight ways that you can overlap from here and there, but focus is a big thing for me. And if you're able to focus, then you're able to grow your wealth much faster. Well, talking about focus is something people really struggle with. I struggle with, I still struggle with focus, but not as bad as it was. Mm. In a time where everything around you right now is distracted, right? So distracted, like you go on social media, you listen to Jazz Rose, you say he's a millionaire, you, you go to social media, you listen to Daniel, he says he's a millionaire. And someone just say, oh, I want to be a millionaire tomorrow. Mm. Not forgetting like there is a gap. It's just like the story about the dash, mm. right? The story about the dash is what? The dash is your life, the day you're born and the day you die. But that journey, that dash is the biggest of the journey. So the journey of Jazz Rose becoming very successful, the journey of Daniel Moses becoming successful, people don't actually see that journey. But they either see the day, you know, we're talking about success. Now you're living in, you know, your desired home. You're driving your desired car, two or three nice holiday a year. You know, time, freedom, which is the most precious thing I can't even explain, like time to do whatever you love. Mm. Now, the, the this instant gratification syndrome that is just... Out- <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, 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 would your, what would your words of advice be? How can people overcome all these problems, these distractions everywhere? Because yes, you said the focus is a big thing for you, mm. but people are distracted by that dash, that, that long void there. Mm. You either have distraction or you have attraction, but you can't have both. So you either have distraction away from the things that you want or you have attraction to the things that you want. So you've got to decide. Decide, what do you want? I want to build wealth. I want to have a million, multi-million pound property portfolio. I want to have a passive income so that I can choose when, how, and where I work. If you want that kind of lifestyle, if you want to attract that sort of stuff, you've got to get rid of the distractions. What are the distractions? Some very, very simple steps that you can do. Number one, do an Instagram audit. Everybody that doesn't fit in with what you want, get rid of them. (laughs) Even if that includes your Auntie Mary, get rid of them off your Instagram page. You don't need to get rid of people out of your life, but you need to get rid of the distractions that are slowing you down from your success. Write that, number two, do a timeline every single day of the activities that you're going to complete by what time. People always think about, okay, I'm just going to do a to-do list. And they do a to-do list and then they get some of it done and some of it gets missed and they get distracted and blah, 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 blah. And they end up like theories just like all over the place and like they go to bed with so many different things on their mind. So what what I do every night is I write down 
everything that I'm going to do the next day and I write down my time frame. So today I've got a podcast with Daniel Moses between 1 and 2 p.m. I've got a mentoring session between 11 and 12 p.m. Bang, 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 bang. Everything is hour by hour allocated time frames. Now it's just like I'm in the zone of focus because I can't have anything distract my attention. And by the way, hey, I'm going to have my Instagram hours or my social media hours or my catch-up hours between 7 and 8 p.m or whatever the time is that works for you. So you have applied time for your fun stuff. You have applied time for your your laid back, chill out, social stuff or whatever. Plan that in too, but focus first. And the third thing is to focus on income generating activity. What do I mean by that? We call it IGA, income generating activity. That's the first thing that you need to focus on. What's the first thing that most people focus on when they when they start their working day, Daniel? Most most people most people always these days I think is a phone call, a text message, a social media. Or an email. Oh, yeah, on email. Oh, let me just get that to that person. You're like rabbits on an email. It's like, let me just email this. Oh, and then you answer your email and then the email is just full of depressing, boring stuff that distracts you from the thing that's actually capable of helping you to build wealth. Yeah. So you get distracted, your en- and people don't realize this. Your energy now starts to dwindle your energy is at its highest point in the morning yeah it starts to dwindle because somebody's told you that you need to fulfill this request somebody told you that you need to be in this meeting that you don't want to be in somebody's told you that you know this meeting has been cancelled and you wanted to actually attend that meeting because it was going to be an opportunity for you and it just overwhelms you so you've got to do something that's actually going to generate you income first whether that's five o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning it doesn't matter but the first thing that you've got to do is focus on something that generates you income, whether that's your business, your side hustle, your working career, whatever. That is the fastest way to scale is to focus on income generating activity first thing in the morning. Absolutely agree. So like when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I always do is I, I, I just go into my bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where is it? Who's paid me? Who's not paid yeah. me? The and that's the biggest Yeah. The first thing I do, I log into about four or five of my business accounts. I just yeah. log in. And I just check what's happening there, how much is gonna, how much is gonna. Obviously, I have dates of payment. So I, one thing I do is I, I don't pay anyone. If I have to pay any invoice, I don't pay until Friday. All my invoices are paid every single Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, during the week, I just see obviously money come in and out as well. But I focus on setting things. So the first thing I do is my bank account. And after going through my bank account, you know, for a couple of, you know, 30 minutes, just going through different accounts, just making a few points. Next thing I do is the gym, you know, get up, go straight to the gym or go for that walk, go for that run, come back and then, you know, recap on my plan that I've already set before I went to bed last. Because one thing I've come to notice, like sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, right? Have you ever noticed a few couple of hours before you're trying to go to bed, if you you try to make that switch up, is the best time to actually get some really clarity? Yeah. Where I don't know if it's happened to you. For me, you know, it's if my clarity hour is just maybe about an hour or 30 minutes. The moment I'm just trying to lie down my bed, I get a lot of vision, mm-hmm. you know, what I can do the next day, the next week, the next month, the next year. It just comes and I write them down. Mm-hmm. You know, I write them down and I then from that, things I've written down the night before, I then simplified it to five things I'm going to do for the day. Mm-hmm. The five things I'm going to do for the day with one priority, just one priority. So I've got five things I want to do, but one must be done. Regardless of whatever happens, I must achieve one. But most times I actually achieve more than five. Mm-hmm. But I always, the day I would literally be so angry with myself is when I don't actually get one day done. You know, again, like you said, it's, 
dipping down into that clarity mm. that positions you for the success that you want to become tomorrow. And this is something that people often, you know, I say this all the time, compound, the compound effect, acting or doing something that is possibly every single day that compounds into taking you to your destination. And people don't understand how little of these, you know, crazy habits can make an impact either yeah. negatively or positively, you know, and again, your surrounding, right? I literally built, built a mindset in the last, you know, my journey, you know, on those roads to becoming successful started literally six years ago, but I've been on this journey for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. 18, 18 years I've been on this road, but actually six years ago it started and only the last three years I can look at anyone. I said, I'm successful. Mm-hmm. It's a journey. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, as you say about the compound effect, and you know, that makes me think about money a lot because a lot of people say, well, I don't have money to start. I don't have money to do this X, Y, and Z. I remember one of the things that I did many years ago, Daniel, is I did, uh, I was in Sainsbury's or somewhere doing shopping. And I said, why is this shopping cart so much? And I was a single man at the time and came up to like a hundred pounds. of I was like, why is my shopping bill so high? So anyway, next time I went shopping, I started to put away all of the things that I didn't necessarily need. And one of the things was, I remember one time my friend, he called me up and he said, Jazz, um, can you borrow me? some money can you borrow me like 500 quid or whatever and at the time i was focused on buying like my dream house so i said bro i know i always lend you money and you always lend it back at this point i'm focused on buying my house i can't do it and he said yeah but you're you're a successful guy like what's happened and i said bro you ever been so broke that you don't buy shower gel and he said what what do you mean and i said bro i don't buy shower gel this month i bought soap and I bought six bars of soap, cost me like one quid, and it's going to last me much longer than shower gel lasts me. So he started laughing. Anyway, what I realized was that people will go, well, I don't have any money. But then two pounds, you've saved on shower gel. Okay, cool. But if you multiply that two pounds by the 40 items in your shopping basket, then you've already suddenly saved 40 pounds. You multiply that 40 pounds per week times 52 weeks of the year, you've got about five grand. You see, it's a mindset. And if you multiply that five grand by five years, then you've got 25 grand. You know, you've got money sitting there, but we just don't think about how we use our money. And again, it's a compound effect, right? It's just that little change that creates another little change, creates another little change, creates another little change. And once you've got those multiple different changes, you've got more change to invest. You've got more change to have options. You've got more change in order to do the things that you truly want to do and invest in yourself and grow your wealth. 100%. 100%. I couldn't agree anything less than that, bro. So, bro, let's, let's quickly, let's quickly re- rewind a little bit. Let's go back to, you know, people who really want to be successful right now, people who really want to, you know, um, you know, do more and bring it, breaking it back to the mindset of, you know, not having the right savings that you mentioned earlier, not having, you know, or having to chase when they can actually look back in within they've got. Mm-hmm. Now, what I'm trying to say here is, right, what about people who right now, they, they've got a house, right? They've got a house that they live in. They've got a car that they drive. They want to build a business or become a property investor where they have time, freedom that they want. But yet they're chasing instead of looking backward and inward to rebuild. You know, what would, what would, you want to kind of, you know, say, say on how people can actually make those small little shifts again, that can compound to where they want to go. 
are you talking about like in terms of the, the the things that they have in their life and how they can use it to be more yeah. effective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people have they have debts that they don't necessarily need to have. So, yes. so you know, you've got the thirty thousand pound Mercedes, and you think, okay, yeah, well, I can afford it. It's only four hundred quid a month, or whatever it is. Um, but at four hundred quid a month. If you utilize that to invest in yourself in order to invest in your business or in order to invest in growing your portfolio, then actually you're going to have a lot more wealth. But you see, people want the short term success. Do you know how many, like I drive a really nice car now, but do you know how many cars that, that I've had to, not had to, but I chose to sell in order to buy another investment property? I'm like, I ain't slowing down. One of the biggest financial decisions that I ever made that really, that actually made me become financially free, made me become a millionaire was I went to view a property one time and I remember I was going through some challenges in my business. I wanted to scale up my property portfolio so that I can become financially free and so that I can never have to work again if I chose not to. I went to this property in Sheffield and it was like outside of my price range, outside of what I can afford at the time. And then um, the lady was showing me around and she said, I'm sorry, Mr. Rhodes, you know, we, we, we've got to go. Time is money. And then she did that. I looked up and I was thinking to myself, oh man, I love this place. I'd love to buy this HMO, but I can't afford it right now. And as she did that, I looked on my wrist and I had a 12 grand Rolex on my wrist. And I was like, all right, cool. Here's my offer. I made the offer, which was outside of what which was about 15 grand less than I had available. Made the offer, got it accepted. First thing I did was I went home and I sold my Rolex. I sold my Rolex in order to buy the property. Yeah. What happened? The property now pays me a thousand pounds every single month profit. Yeah. By the time, by the by the time I could have bought three, four Rolexes by now. But it's that simple shift that people want the Rolex, they want the Mercedes. You can have everything you want. By the way, you just might not be able to have it all at the same time. Hundred percent. You can't have it all at the same time. Again. You have to build it. You have to be in it to win it, isn't it? Mm. You know, so for me to build, I've got quite a large portfolio as well in, in London, right? So in order for me to build what I've got now, I had to give away what I had, mm. which was called home to my wife and to my kids. In fact, there were so many emotions attached to that particular property. So I had to give it away to create the life that myself and my wife now have. And, you know, and my wife recently just retired you know, you know, from her 25 years career, mm. you know, as a store manager with a very prestigious, in fact, Max and Spencer, she worked with Max and Spencer for 25 years. Mm. And I've been able to build this now where she, she's replaced, uh, you know, a very fantastic income, you know, with the business that we built, mm -hmm. but she had to take a sacrifice with me, mm. you know, to again, compound to where we now have you know, we've got a very large, you know, you know, a large amount of property portfolio in London, over a hundred tenants in our portfolio, you know, and very fantastic cash flow. We have multiple businesses now. So again, it's just like you looking into that Rolex and say, Rolex, I can get multiples of you when I get multiple of this property. In fact, the property pays your lifestyle, my lifestyle. Yeah. And it's not volatile. Yes. There's so many opportunities out that you can invest money into for me, I've been a business person for the last 18 to 20 years of my life now. And I think when I got started in property, property for me is safe. It's not very volatile, although there could be movement here and there, but leave it as long as there's a tenant paying the rent, which pays the mortgage. All right. Give it time. Yeah. Regardless, it will grow.
And the same applies across the entire globe, but people just don't know how to do it. So now let's bring it back. How can people start to build generational wealth using the property vehicle? Um, just as you said, you know, you can start out with something as simple as a rent to rent model, which is where you take a property from a landlord who doesn't necessarily want to manage it or want to deal with it. And then you take the profit based upon what you charge the tenants by renting it out room by room. That is a, that is a time investment, not necessarily a high cash investment. So you don't need a lot of cash to get started, but you need some time in order to be that property manager that you started out to be, right? So you have so many opportunities now to build wealth through property. Yeah. And by the way, 10, 20 years ago, this was this stuff was unheard of. So yeah. now the opportunities are unlimited. But the question to the viewer out there is, what are you going to decide? What are you going to choose? What is, well, what is this, what is, what is, what even is a decision? Well, a decision comes from the Latin word, which is uh, to cut. Right, which is uh, D and D, which means of and decision, which is to cut. Right, so you've got to make a decision to cut off all other possibilities except for what it is that you want. Because you've got so many options. The problem is people got so many options they don't they don't make a decision. So you've got to make a decision. I want to build wealth through property. Okay, cool. Go and follow Daniel Moses. Go on his programs. Go on his courses. Get yourself educated so that you can now follow this model and you can become successful for investing in property. Another way to do it is to like do it again what you've done, right? Is to look at what you've got. Oh, I've got a nice roof over my head. Actually, I can go and rent a property over there for two grand a month. And actually, I can be generating three grand a month from the property that I'm living in. Therefore, I've got a thousand pounds upside. Okay, good deal good place to start. And then I can pull some equity out of the property. And then I can then go and buy another investment property. That's another opportunity for you. Third opportunity, you might be a little bit younger, single guy, single girl, you've got a free bed house, you know, you're living, you're living, you're living a good life. How about renting out one of the rooms? Boom, it's going to pay you an extra £700,000 a month, depending on where you live and so on and so forth. Now, after 12 months, you've got You've got some, you've got 12,000 pounds on top of the money that you've saved. Boom. You've got 20 grand to go and invest in a property. Like this stuff is really, really simple. But the only thing that you've got to do is to decide that you want to become wealthy and then take action. Decision, 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 isn't it? Mm. But decision can be one of the biggest thing anyone literally can, you know, can, can make, mm. you know, um, I always say, to, I always say to people, how you do one thing is how you do every other thing, right? Uh, you know, if you have to sleep on every decision that you make, you're never going to make a decision. <laughs> if you yeah. have to sleep on every decision, say, okay, I'll sleep on it. You're never going to make a decision. Yeah. And if you, if you know, if you notice and if you notice and study successful people, so people who became so successful that people basically who were able to say yes the very one time and gone straight to doing it. Yeah. The most important thing about decision making is being able to be in the place where you can say, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I want it. Yes, I'll go for it. Yeah. You know, it's like the moment I met my wife in the bus, right? I met my wife in the bus. Uh, and the moment she came into that bus, she sat down, you know, I, you know, this was the early days about 18 years, about almost coming to 18 years now, 17, no, sorry, about 17 years now. I met her, she came, she sat down. I looked at her, I was like, oh, I like that girl. I made a decision to do everything possible to have a chat with her. Six months later, she's the mother of my, six months later, she's my wife. Uh, one and a half year later, she's the mother of my kids. Wow. Decision. Mm. 
And it's just how simple of how you do one thing is how you do every other thing else. Yeah. You know, and this is, you know, this is why I couldn't agree with you less. Decision, take action. So for me, my decision would be, I saw my wife. I knew she was my, you know, she's going to be the mother of my kids. I spoke to her action. Mm, yeah. Proposed to her action. Got yeah. her pregnant. Action. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> That's an action. <laughs> so a lot of people want to become wealthy now and trying to understand how can I get wealthy? You got Jazz Rose and Daniel Rose talking every single day on social media how to build finance, how to, you know, how to do financial calculation. I love that one. I saw one of your videos. They said financial calculation. I'm going to ask you questions about that. So Which one how was that? To, <laughs> there was one you were talking about how to build, how to calculate your financial wealth. Yeah. You know, over time. Yeah. Uh, you did a couple of weeks back and I watched it. I was like, I love that content right there. So I, everything, everything you ever wanted, two things is on the other side of fear to take action. Yeah. There will be fear, take action. And just like you said, how can people move? How can people make that transition? All right. Decision and action. It's, it's, it's really that simple. You've got to make a decision. And if you didn't make a decision to talk to your now wife back then, then who knows where you'd be? Do you know what I mean? It's all a series of compounded decisions that we make. The question is, are you making effective decisions in alignment with the things that you truly want? And Great. Most people don't. Most people don't. Yeah. So just before we just before we wrap up this episode, definitely, bro, like I'm going to bring you back on this episode. I'm going to bring you back and back and back and back. So. Just kind of, you know, help, you know, help, you know, the audience and, you know, the listeners right now. If you were to start all over again, knowing what you know now, if you were to start all over again, knowing what you know now, what would be the first three things you would have done? Yeah. Uh, first thing is I would invest in my education a lot sooner. Um, you know, you can compound and grow your wealth, your, your knowledge, your skills so much faster when you have the right people around you. Second, I would make sure that I'm tracking my income and expenses. I know this sounds like a laborious task, but if you don't do it, no one going to do it for you. And you ain't never going to be as successful as you potentially could be. So track your income and expenses. Third, you've got to invest and make a decision to invest now. So what I would do is I would look at my savings and investment ratio. What percentage of my income am I saving and investing every single month? And then I would use that as a guideline to, okay, I'm going to buy this property by this date. I'm going to buy another property in this location by this date and just simply repeat the process. And, you know, you become financially free within one to five years. I think anyone that's watching this right now can become financially free within one to five years just by making those key decisions and taking those key actions. <laughs> There's something you just said here. Two things I want to really come back on, right? So number one is you said, you know, financial freedom, you know, one to three to five years. Mm. But what's out there is people thinking financial freedom is tomorrow. Mm. How can we help people to recondition that mindset to actually know? No, it takes time. One to three to five years. Me, it's for me, I say, right? I just said my journey just now, I said six years, that took me the overnight success that I have become actually not six years, 17 years. I've been on this journey. First, how to immigrate from Nigeria to this country. That was the journey of success for me. So, and again, in confirmation for someone like you who have been there, done that, you know, on, you know, helping a lot of students, every lot of people, clients, you know, become financially free. So people like yourself can really say that, yes, it's not overnight. 
How can people overcome this overnight success syndrome that is just all over the place? People pay for mentors thinking that the mentor is going to give them success tomorrow and not willing to put in the work. And that's one. And two, I, you know, I, I might contradict you on this. I don't save money. And the reason why I don't save money is because I'm investing every day. Facts. I'm, so, I'm with you. You ain't contradicting me. You with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm with, I'm with so, you 100%, bro. You know, I never, no, no whatever, like the highest I will ever have as my account balance, regardless of the fact that I've got multi-million pound property portfolio, has never gone past 5,000 pounds because that's what I need. That's not what I want. I focus on my need or not my want. So at every given point in time, I will only ever have 5,000 pounds available, disposable to me, mm. right? But every single time I'm doing projects, so I'm soaking this fund. I was just doing a calculation yesterday and this particular project, you know, it just started about, about two, three weeks ago. And I realized that I've spent my personal money to the tune of X, 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 X. Mm. And I'm like, so where did this money come from? I'm asking myself the question because as I'm making the money, I'm dumping into the project. I'm doing the spreadsheet. I'm like, where did I get this money from? Mm. However, when that project is finished, I'm going to refinance it. I'm going to rent the property out and the rent is going to give me cash flow, and I'm going to take that money again. So I'm always in a hunt for new money because yeah. I'm always disposing my income, always disposing my income. So I don't save. So yeah. if someone comes to me and says, Daniel, can I have 20,000 pounds? I can't give to you because I don't have it. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have disposable income. My disposable is 5K. Yeah, the money is the money is churning for you. The money is working for you. Um, and the reason that I say save or invest is just um, because some people have that mindset of, okay, cool, if I'm saving for a property, I need to save a certain amount to get to a certain point to get 20,000 or whatever. So if you're saving 5,000 pounds a month, but the key is not to say, if you're going to save, don't save for a long time, right? Just make sure that your money starts working for you so that you can grow and compound that wealth, right? Absolutely. Because yeah, you're very right. Because you know, it's about compounding that wealth. But for me, mm -hmm. I just thought I was doing something wrong because I felt guilty. It was like, save that money. I was like, okay, what? Well, I, I, don't, I don't save. Save it for what? <laughs> Saving is not going to grow your wealth. Saving is not going to make you more money. So you want to put your money into investment vehicles that are going to grow for you. And then soon enough, you'll find out that you can, you, you don't necessarily need to work anymore. And by the way, you know, not becoming financially free and not needing to work doesn't mean that you don't work. Because as humans, we are growth-oriented organisms, okay? We're always passionate. We're always driven yeah. to do something more in order to grow, in order to, in order to achieve more, and, and ultimately, in order to give more. Because you can only give what, you, what you've got. <laughs> so if you've only got this amount, then you, can't, you can only give a little bit, right? So yeah. all of us have an, an, an innate capability, an, an, an innate willingness to give. So... That's why we want to always grow and do things more powerfully. But what that means is that you get to choose where you work. You get to choose when you work and you get to choose how you do it. And that just opens up your creativity on a whole new level. Absolutely. I know you, you always talk about financial freedom all the time because it's something that you preach, you eat, you drink it because I see all your content every single day. Everybody should be financially free, Daniel. Everybody. <laughs> Great. Everybody should be. So my question to you would be, what does financial freedom really mean to you? And why should people become financially free? Yeah, uh, on a mathematical level, it simply means that you have a passive income that pays for the expenses of your lifestyle. Okay, so whether that, whatever that lifestyle is for you, whether it's 2000 a month, 5000 a month, 10000 a month, 
whatever it is for you. So once you have that, then it just affords you an ability to do so many different things. It affords you what the confidence to have what we call FU money. <laughs> the fu money is when the boss comes to you and says hey yeah you know you've been on you know thirty thousand. we're going to increase your in- your salary to thirty two thousand. you know by the way you've been doing this job for a number of years you know you were forty thousand. you're like oh, i want forty thousand. and like oh no well i'm really sorry we can't afford that it's like, all right cool no problem i'm leaving and they're like what two twos they've offered you forty thousand, or they've offered you thirty eight thousand. You see, because it offers you that creativity. It offers you that FU money to say, do you know what? If I don't like this situation, I'm leaving. I'm not listening to all of that negativity that's going on o- over there. And I don't have to because I have FU money. I'm gone. So it affords you that. It also enables you to put yourself in a position where you're able to negotiate a much higher salary or get more clients for your business and start to scale it and start to grow it much more creatively because you have freedom of time. It also just allows you to travel more, do the things that you want to do with your family and make sure that you are the, you are the person that is building generational wealth. You know, if you don't come from a wealthy family, you've got to make sure a wealthy family comes from you. Wow. So what a powerful way to really wrap up this podcast. Thank you so much, Mr. Jazz Rose, for coming to the Wealth and Business Podcast. I'm so super fired up. It's been an absolute, you know, fantastic chat. So how can people reach out to you just in case, you know, people want to kind of follow you and reach you after listening to this podcast? Yeah, perfect. I've got one Instagram account, which is at Mr. Jazz Rose. That's J-A-Z-Z-R-O-S-E. And I'm also on YouTube, Mr. Jazz Rose also. What's, what's, what's the big thing currently happening that people can kind of get from you? Uh, big thing in terms of? Do you offer any services? What, what do you do? Yeah, people sure. Can, so, people can pick up, people can kind of like, I want to be of Jazz Rose in my life yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I host a, essentially what I do, Daniel, is I empower people to transform their relationship with money and accelerate their journey to financial freedom whatever that means to them. So I run a free webinar where I talk people through my money mastery program, how that works and how they can build wealth and become financially free. So if they want to check that out, then just jump onto my Instagram and the link is in the bio. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. So for those of you who have been so impacted by this information, by this podcast, by this episode, uh, make sure you go and reach out to Jazz Rose. And again, make sure you share this with a friend of a friend, your aunties, your uncles, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, just share it. Just keep sharing it. All right. We keep bringing you, you know, the, 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 the success of ordinary people who have transitioned to becoming extraordinary on these episodes that we commonly host here at Property uh, Wealth and, and, and its, you know, collaborations. So guys, make sure you go and follow our, 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 our social media handles as well. Reach me on my social media, Daniel Moses uh, DM. Oh, actually, that's just changed because I've just been awarded a doctorate. So it's now Dr. Daniel Moses, guys. So make sure you go and, you know, follow me on Dr. Daniel Moses on Instagram. And again, don't forget, we have our Wealth and Business Summit coming up in November and also the Property Wealth and Business Awards coming up in November. So make sure you're looking at all through our social media for data, for information so that you can get yourself your you know your seat secured so i just want to say massive massive thank you for again listening again big shout out to mr jazz for being here so we'll see you on the next episode take care everyone and have a fantastic day